0: After years of doing storytelling work, one of the biggest inside stories I have found women hold on to is a story around money. This isn't something that we talk about near enough as women, so today we're going to talk about it. My goal with the Inside Story podcast is to bring out topics that we tend to shy away from. These are the little inside stories that we hold in a dark, tucked away corner of our lives. And what we really need to be doing is bringing them into the light. There is no one better to have this conversation with today than my dear friend and business partner, Alexandra Takeda. Alexandra is on a mission to help more women get intimate with their money, heal their money stories, and step fully into their rightful place of abundance. Alexandra is an author, a business coach and strategist, and a soulful entrepreneur who infuses both practical tools and spiritual wisdom. As you'll hear in our conversation, I had my own deep-rooted money story that held me back for years. In fact, it wasn't until I met Alexandra and started working with her that I started to do the deep work to heal that crappy money story and break free from the chains it had on my life and on my income. Alexandra shares her own crappy story with us also that kept her broke for years. She did the work, and as you'll discover, she lives a very healthy and wealthy life today. This isn't by accident. It's by design. So that's what we want to talk about today, because Alexandra believes, and so do I, that abundant, wealthy women will change the world. Are you ready to have more abundance in your life? If so, stick around and let's get into the Inside Story Podcast with Alexandra Takeda. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story Podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Alexandra, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. You are someone that, of course, has been like behind the scenes with me for a long time and has I've always known that you know you would need to be an early guest, um, somebody that I wanted to bring on to the show because of just the wealth of knowledge and wisdom that you carry with you, especially as we get into this topic today around money, which is a good and juicy one. So welcome to the show. So happy to have you here.
1: Thank you so much, April. I'm so excited to be here with you. And you know that I love to talk about money in abundance. So
0: <laughs> we will definitely <laughs> yes. have
1: some really good stories to share and um, inquiries for all the people in your audience who um, are looking to expand in this area.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I did want to bring this topic up today and bring it onto the podcast, because I think there are, there's a lot of women in my audience who maybe have not quite done this work before, or they haven't done it to the level that you speak of and that you teach on. Um, and I know for myself, I speak from personal experience, even when you and I met each other and started kind of, you know, working together privately as like accountability partners and things like that, which we, we can get in and share a little bit of that story. Um you know, I, I knew I had some money challenges. I knew I had some some money hangups and I actually knew what they were, knew kind of where they were rooted, but I actually hadn't done the deep, deep work to, to resolve those. And so that's been one of the blessings, one of the many blessings that you've been in my life is just, you know, holding space for me to do that work with, with someone who was skilled at it, who had, had also walked their own journey with it, such as, you know, you have. And um, and that's really the work that you do so powerfully with, with women that you work with and the clients that you have. So I want to kind of start with really your own money story, because you don't get to teach about money and teach other people the power of money and how to approach money in such a soulful, uh, respectful way, unless you've done your own your own walk. To get there, and so could you give everyone a sense of um, when we talk about money stories, what your own main money story was, and what you had to do to get where you are today? Sure, and I I think you're right. You know, in order to teach this work and to do this work, you have
1: to be actively you have to have gone Mm -hmm. through it yourself and then actively be practicing it. And so I just want to put that out there that although I've been through this journey, it is still a practice for me. And I do believe that there are always next levels. And, you know, there's a saying that says, you know, you know, new level, new devil. And I would actually say it's um, new level, old devil, right? The same Uh stuff (laughs) coming back for us to work through just at, at new levels. And so it doesn't matter whether you're just starting out and really, trying to build your business and, you know, get to your first six figures, or if you're already in the multiple six figures and going for the millions, or if you're in the millions and going for the multiple millions, the work really is the same. And, you know, for me, where I started, I didn't come from a ton of, you know, wealth or, you know, a very abundant background. You know, I had a single mom, my parents were divorced very early. And, you know, it wasn't really until later in life that they really figured out, how to get themselves going where they needed to go, and and so my early experience, which is you know where I always start the work with most people, is that that early childhood experience because generally our stories are rooted in a few key memories or um, you know formative experiences that we have that shape the way we think and feel about ourselves and money. And for me, you know, one of those first experiences was. Even just when I was five years old, I was in kindergarten. I was on a reduced lunch program, so everybody else paid dollar ten. You know, I paid a dime. I remember losing my dime and being shamed by my teacher in front of everybody. And in that moment, I took on a story that said, "I'm different. I'm the poor kid. I don't have money." I'm not the same as everybody else. I can't have the same things as everybody else. And, and that story and that narrative, you know, it wasn't about the teacher. It was really about my own choice to keep perpetuating that story and, uh-huh. you know, finding evidence in my experience that would validate that. And yet I would say, you know, I still had a real burning desire for something different. I didn't want that to be my truth, right? And so there was always a sort of undercurrent of whisper of, "There's something more." You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't, this isn't the reality that I want. But I didn't know how to get there. And it really wasn't until my late twenties that I finally decided to do the work, mostly because I found myself in an entrepreneurial position and I was giving all of my work away for discounted rates or for free, which is a very common money block for women. And, you know, I finally got frustrated enough with myself and (laughs) sick enough of of my situation to actually say, I, you know, if I ever want to move past broke, if I ever want to actually earn some money, then I have to deal with this. I have to deal with my money story. I have to deal with the way I think about money. I have to deal with the way I I think about people who have money. Uh Um, you know, what my perceptions of every aspect of money are. And so I started to do that work. And really, in, in a few months time, my, my money, my experience with money shifted. I was able to take some of those clients and transfer them over to be paying clients and one actually into a six figure contract. So it shifted very quickly for me. And I think that's important for women to know that once you start this work and you start to peel back the layers, you can bust through it. But what I didn't realize was that the story was even deeper than just money. And that's why I talk a lot about abundance with women, too, because when you heal your relationship with money, what you end up doing is creating an opening for yourself to allow more abundance in your experience an abundance of love and abundance of joy abundance of purpose and community and vitality and um, creativity you know all the things that it is that we desire to live a full rich life and you know that was certainly my experience and it and it came through just in Um, even when my, my boyfriend at the time gave me a pearl necklace and it was very early on in our relationship. And I realized that even though I was doing all this work around my money and how I was receiving money in my career, I was still too afraid to receive that gift because it was expensive. And there was still an underlying belief that I didn't deserve expensive things. And that's when I realized that's really the light bulb moment for me when this, I just realized that it wasn't just about the money. It was about allowing myself to feel worthy and deserving of everything that I wanted to have, do, be, and desired.
0: Not just money, but relationships too. Like, cause this yeah. was a, you know, in a, in a love relationship with your boyfriend that turned into your husband, but it, yes. it started to manifest in other areas, obviously.
1: Yes. And and really, that's how deep this work is. It's really about allowing yourself to live an abundant life. And it often begins with money, because money is that place where we have so much energy. And um, it's a sticking point, you know, it's in every piece of our lives and our interactions, you know, what we all the things we pay for our bills, how we do our work, all of it. And so when we can it really is that tipping point. You know, once you can tip that in a different direction and really heal the underneath story, remove the the money blocks, then you can allow the abundance to truly flow.
0: So when you started doing this work and you realized that there were some things that you needed to address, um, what were some of the things that you personally had to look at around money and how you were viewing it That is pretty common for other women that you find is pretty commonplace with others. You know, you mentioned a lot, even like how you looked at other people who had money and how you perceived that or how you um, talked about money or how you, you know, were giving all your work away for free as a, as an early entrepreneur. Can you talk about some of the the things that you yourself discovered you were doing um, that is pretty common that other people might relate to?
1: sure and I think those are that's a really good question because it's um, you know uh, where I started was really peeling back and just looking at you know what what did I learn about money what were some of these beliefs and you know why was I holding on to them and you know in terms of how I was looking at other people it was just it was a, a lot of judgment um, and mm-hmm. and a lot of that came from the defensiveness of you know uh, that original story of I'm different, I'm not worthy. And so rather than allow myself to dig into that, I just put up a defensive layer and made the other people wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, what I want to say about that is that when you're judging other people with money, you know, or you're judging other people's experience, you're, you're, you're holding an energy that's completely opposite of what it is that you desire. And so you're just getting more of what you don't want, and we get what we focus on, and you know that that is that's just true of anything in life, right? Whatever we're putting our attention and our energy on is going to expand, right? And so, if we're in the place of, um, you know, of judging others and feeling like you know, in that defensive place, we're really not standing in our worth. We're not. Really standing in our truth, right? We're not taking responsibility for our own experience. And so I think that's the biggest piece of this work is just understanding that, um, you know, that's just the way energy works. It's also the way our brains work. And and our subconscious is is not going to allow us to experience anything that we don't think is good or safe. And so if we're judging other people, then, you know, your brain is saying, oh, stay away from that, you know, like, let's create a different experience, because that's not safe. So you're not going to allow yourself to create the money or receive the money or generate the money or earn the money or save the money or any of those things. Um, You know, I think from a a business standpoint, a lot of women get into business, and they think, oh, you know, business is easy, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, I'll just have a great product, and then people will buy it. And yeah. <laughs> um, right. I mean, I think it's and it is kind of that way. Right. But well, um, I mean, it's
0: basic and it's simple, but it's 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 more to it than just hang a shingle, get a product out there, market it and get a PayPal link so people can pay you. It's so much more than that, because I think what you're we're going with this is that it, there's so much behind the scenes that we bring to the table. Yes. That a lot of people don't address.
1: I mean, in an ideal world, it would be, you know, great. Like two people just come together, they exchange the money and everybody goes away happy. And it's like, oh, great. But that's not really what happens because we psych ourselves out in the process and we bring all the baggage of our old stories and our money blocks with us. And, you know, we get sidetracked by them and we sabotage ourselves with various behaviors. And so, you know, it shows up in sneaky ways. And I think this is... This is probably what's most insightful for your audience is just to notice for themselves, you know, if they're stuck in any of these patterns or doing any of these things, because it's really good evidence that there may be a money block that's there. And what I want to say about money blocks is that everybody has them, we all have them, and they don't prevent you from being rich or wealthy, Um you know, I'm live a very abundant life, I have a very healthy bank account. And, you know, I've had a lot of these abundance blocks, right, and money blocks, Mm -hmm. and I've worked through them. Um, And then I find that they come back up, and I have to work through them again. So it's just the way it, it goes. But, you know, it looks like really basic stuff, like, you know, you're midway through launching something big, and you have a really phenomenal marketing plan, and then you just like, decide not to follow through with it. Because you get too scared, right? Or you don't send your invoices because, oh my gosh, you have to ask for money. (laughs) You Um, you get bored doing all the things that you know you should be doing in your business because you are a perfectionist, Um, you know, and you're stressing out about being perfect. And what if it's not perfect enough? Or you keep yourself overworking and under-earning, um, you don't actually hire help or support because you're too scared to invest either in your business or you're, you know, freaking out about the cost that it's going to take and you're not looking at the bigger picture of what that investment could actually do for your growth. Or you're not allowing yourself to get above a certain income cap because you've got an old story working that, you know, your dad never made so much money or you can't over, can't make more money than your mom did or you can't out earn your spouse or women aren't allowed to earn that much money or whatever it is. Um, or you procrastinate on income producing activities because, um, you know, what if people think you're greedy? Mm-hmm. Or what if they don't like you? Or what if you fail? All of these are really just basic, simple examples of how, you know, lots of women sabotage themselves. And and I've been guilty of many of them. So I'm not judging.
0: <laughs>
1: really right. just pointing out that, you know, these are
0: common. They're pretty common. You know, and that was that was you mentioned a couple there that definitely were were my situation. I know, you know, the first piece of my money story, you know, going back to childhood, like you said, when you have to kind of really start doing this work, you've got to go pretty far back because we have to go back to those formative years when we started to build those stories and lock on to them. Even at a subconscious level, like we weren't doing it, like oh, oh boy, this is going to be a money story that I'm going to lug around with me for the rest of my life. You don't do that when you're seven or eight or five or whatever, right? And so for me, a money story started brewing in me when I was a child, and my parents were, you know, successful entrepreneurs um, and had their own business. We had. You know kind of a freedom based lifestyle because our my parents lived you know uh, you know worked for themselves and things of that nature. We lived in a nice house, they drove nice cars, like by all accounts, it looked like there was money around, right? But at some point, the phone started ringing, and debt collectors started calling, and my parents went through a really difficult, challenging time that resulted in a bankruptcy. And that, of course, led to its own, you know, backlash and, and fallout from that um, ultimately led to my parents' divorce and a lot of different things. Right. But there was a story that I picked up on that if you, ha- you know, that if I go and have money, because by my perceptions, my parents had money, but they were somehow... Uh, irresponsible with it or didn't know how to manage it well. And so bad things happened in terms of bankruptcy, divorce, you know, all kinds of things. And so I just adopted that. Now, whether that was true or not around my parents' reality, I mean, I just made up that assumption that, that that's what would happen to me if I actually went and built a very successful income or bank account or investments or anything That I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to hold on to it. I wasn't smart enough to figure out how to be responsible with it. So that was a very early on a story that I carried around with me. Um, But that started really, you know, getting in the way of me really wanting to get to my next level. And this goes into really kind of like a, a glass ceiling that I had ended up putting on myself in terms of money that I thought I was capable. Or really deep down, worthy of earning, and I remember this specifically because um, you know, as I shared in the intro, Alexandra and I, you know, have were have been accountability partners for gosh, about five years now, and we, you and I, were doing this work together. We were kind of building out our programs, and I was you know growing light beamers, and you were growing your business, and we were figuring out things that we wanted to share with our audience. And this was around the time that you were creating your Money Mastery course that is now your signature course that you teach and share with all your clients and people in your Abundance Revolution community. And so I was kind of the guinea pig. I was the one that got to go through that course first. Um, And as I did go through that course, and it is a revolutionary course, I we're going to be linking it up because so I want everyone that um, thinks that they might have some money stories they're hanging on to. You might want to go check it out uh, because there was a. I got on a call with you at some point and I said, you know, I have never made more than X amount of dollars in my life, and it was under a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I've never made more than this amount of money in one given year, and I was like, and I don't. That is a story that I am carrying around with me because. I It goes back to that story that I wouldn't be smart enough to know what to do with it, right? Like, or I wouldn't be able to manage it or I wouldn't be able to save it or whatever. And then it got to be a story that that's all I was really capable of earning. And because of the work that we did together in your course, Money Mastery, I really began to examine, is that really true? is that is there evidence that the other could be possible that I could actually earn more than a hundred thousand dollars a year? Um, could I actually earn more than my husband? Could I actually earn more money than I ever thought I could count like could I actually go do those things and I got to the point where I wanted that to be true enough to let go of. That money story to really start to release it and just say, you know, that was true for a for you know I held on to that as truth for a long time, but I'm no longer willing to hold on to it anymore yeah. because I don't believe it's true. You know, and it was, and I think, in, and it wasn't because like it was almost immediately, <laughs> not like overnight, but very very quickly. I started making more money than I had ever, ma- ever made before and I have continued to almost double in some cases triple my income every year since then. And I I didn't, you know, that was not something that I thought would just automatically fall out of the sky, but I knew it was something that would happen when I did the work and I released that old money story.
1: Um and I remember that and I remember thinking Oh my goodness, April, you've got to be kidding me. You know, you can earn so yeah. much more than that. That's just not hard at all. And like, let's right. do the work. And um, you know, really helping you realize that although that was a story you were carrying around, it wasn't even your story. And it wasn't even
0: my story. It that's wasn't just even it. your
1: story. It was your dad's story, right? And or your mom's story. It was it actually wasn't even your story. And that happens a lot. You know, women carry around stories that you know, they can go back generations. Um, Uh you know, they can just be sort of like the family legacy, the thing that's said, you know, throughout that we hear. And so then we think it's our story when it's not. And that was so powerful to, to see you have that realization and realize your own worth. And, Uh you know, such an honor to do that work with you. And, and I just, I want to put it out there that that's not unique, you know. The women who come and do this work with me, if they actually decide to do the work and commit to it, they have massive transformations in terms of totally. what is possible for them and their wealth. And um, you know, that's really the founding principle in my my mission. And and when I actually you know decided to go into business and do this work. I was scared to do it, honestly, Um, but I knew that I had to do it because it was a deeper calling for me and because it was the work that I had done my entire life. Uh And I knew the transformation that it could create that, you know, really you can do, be, or have anything that you want. Right. And especially when it comes to money and you know so really it was it's my mission that every woman i meet becomes abundant <laughs> empowered and really is is capable of generating the wealth that they desire and deserve because i i really do believe that you know we need more women who are financially empowered who are wealthy who are um you know achieving their next level in their businesses and in their money mindsets because um you know, when you can harness the power of money, you can not only improve your own life, but you improve everything that's going on in your household. You can contribute more positively to your community, you know, and really impact the world. And, and that's absolutely the mission behind everything that I do.
0: Yeah. And it's so true because, you know, now that I'm making more money and I definitely have more money, it's not that I've, you know, want it so that I can go buy more shoes. You know, that's, I I say that all the time, like I could care less about, I guess, the material things that it might buy me. I mean, we are upgrading and getting a a new house and, but it's not, you know, even with that, it's like, even without that, it's so much more than that. It is, it is about the impact that you can have. Maybe, you know, as you said, you're maybe being more charitable. You're able to give that money away. You're able to save and, and do things with your kids that you would not ever have been able to do before. Um, take more trips that are educational and cultural and, you know, just life expanding. Um, and just the freedom that it brings. It brings about less stress. You know, when you have money in the bank and you're not worried about how are you going to pay the light bill or where is that next next paycheck going to come from, it automatically reduces people's stress. And when you have less stress in the household, it might lead to better, healthier relationships. You know, maybe you and your husband or your spouse aren't aren't fighting as much over money. Um, And so therefore, there's more calm and peace in the house. And there's more joy. There's more laughter. There's more fun. You can go out to dinner and have a really fabulous meal without, you know, pinching the pennies. Like there's a lot of things that just having that extra money can do. And again, it's not about filling your closet with shoes. It's about really having the impact. And that goes back to even in business, right? Like really getting women to charge their, their worth and see that they are capable of really blowing out their own glass ceiling that when they reach that level of, you know, increasing their revenue and increasing their income, they actually get to directly correlate it to the type of impact they're having in their business. You know, now that I'm making more money, I just see that I'm reaching more people and that's exciting to me.
1: Absolutely. So one thing
0: you always say is that money is an indicator of your impact.
1: It, it truly is. And it's such a powerful way to think about it. Um, because it it really, I think it taps into so many of the women who are in, you know, in your community, and, and certainly in my community as well, too, that we have service hearts, you know, most of the women who yeah. come into our programs, they come because they want to, they want to help, you know, they want to do good work. And so when you can actually view your work as and the profits that you are making as an indication of the impact that you're having, that's incredibly powerful and empowering. um, Because you're, you're actually transforming people's lives, you are, whether it's through your products, or your services, you know, you're helping people get the results and the outcomes that they're desiring. And you're giving them a gift by allowing them to invest in themselves and to, you know, to really value that, um, you know, that outcome for themselves, that product, that service, you know, that's, it truly is a gift. And I often say that to women that, you know, when you can really actually allow people to pay you for your services, (laughs) it's one of the most generous things that you can do. Um, Because it's, it's a gift not only to you, but it's a gift to them to be able, for you to be able to give, you know, your talents, your products, your services out into the world. And then it's a gift for them to be able to receive what, you know, what it is that they're really wanting, you know, through that vehicle.
0: Yeah. And for them to have the opportunity to truly invest in themselves, you know, to say that I am going to spend this amount of money because I am worth it and my business is worth it. And I know I'm fully capable of doing something with this that will bring the ROI that I'm looking for instead of going into it fearful, instead of worrying about, oh my gosh, this is too much money to spend, or I can't afford this, or this is too much, or what if I don't get the money back out of it? You know, And so I think that goes into a lot of around the, the scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset. So can you talk a little bit about that and give some examples of what that sounds like? Because I think a lot of people are still hanging on to some some language and the way that they talk about money in general that is based in scarcity versus if you just would learn to flip it and, and flip that script a little bit the way, the way you approach money from an abundance mindset sounds very differently.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's really, um, pretty simple, you know, it's just, it's even uncovering what are some of the basic money beliefs that you're holding, right? You know, it's, it's greedy to want money or it's not spiritual or, um, you know, you can't have too much money, um, all all those kinds of things. Um, or I can't raise my prices because, you know, what if, right? Nobody can afford me, or they'll think I'm, you know, I'm too important, or you know, what have you? Um, so for me, it's always just understanding with each woman, you know, what is that belief that's in the way, and then uh-huh. helping her reframe it. You know, what's the fear that's underneath it, right? Because you know, um, just even taking your example of you couldn't earn too much money, right? Yep. Right. I can't, I can't earn above a certain amount because anything above that would be too much.
0: And,
1: yeah. um, you know, that's and it was a- such
0: an arbitrary number too. Like, it's like, who says like, where did that, you know, where does that even come from? Like we just pick these stories up and then we lay these arbitrary, you know, limits on things that I don't even think we realize we do, because no one said that that was too much money. Nobody said that was too exactly. much money, but, exactly.
1: but, but you made it up based on the experiences that you had. Yeah. And so when you actually peel back the fears around that, I won't be able to manage it. It leads to fights, you know, you might get divorced, you know, all these things, then you can actually start to really get curious about it, not, you know, and not judge it or, you know, feel bad about it, but really just get curious about it from a very, you know, from an observer standpoint and realize that like, none of that is actually true. And when you can actually see that it's false, then it becomes much easier to identify with a new belief. And one of the things that you know I think was incredibly powerful for you, April, and the work that we did together was also beginning to identify yourself as a wealthy woman, right? Beginning to identify um, with that future self of you who actually could generate money in the hundreds of thousands and, you know, into the millions, right. Identifying with the woman who had the new house, who had bought the land, you know, who was living into that vision rather than, you know, the old story of I can't learn too much because I won't be smart enough or I won't know how to manage it. Right. And so that, that's a big part of the work too is shifting into the, into that abundance mindset of really identifying and then, you know, first identifying with that, but then also doing the work to become that woman now. <laughs> and that's a lot of, and that, it sounds um, more complicated than it is, but it's, it's really just about even taking yourself into that vision, right? You know, what is, what does it look like? Who's around you? What are you wearing? You know, even imagining if if that woman were standing right in front of you, that wealthy woman, that's you, that's making millions of dollars. What does she look like? What kinds of decisions is she making in her business? You know, what? Um, how is she relating with her family? Who are the people who are around her supporting her? What advice does she have for you? really tapping into that because that's much more the, the actual truth than the fear. And when you can look at it from that bigger perspective and see sort of the continuum of what's possible, almost like you're looking down on this timeline of like, oh, here's my old stuck scarcity story. And then actually, here's the reality where I'm living my dream and my vision. And you can see both. One's going to feel really good and one doesn't feel good at all. And one is going to feel more truthful. Like, yes, this is what I'm meant for.
0: It's that, that right there, the feeling of it, right? Like the feeling of it. And I talk about this all the time in storytelling, like the key to storytelling really is the feelings, the emotions, because that's what brings those stories to life. And so when we talk about money stories, you know, clearly the old money stories that we've all carried around, let's be honest, they feel like shit, right? They do not feel good. Um, But if we can get into a new vision of a new money story, and get into the feeling of what that might feel like, it feels rich and abundant and joyful and free and, you know, just really carefree even and just uh, light. (laughs) It feels light, like not heavy, right? And, um, one of the things that you, you teach and you, you provide, um, is, is a lot of meditations. Alexandra has an amazing library of meditations, but one in particular that I've always loved that you, that you do. And then I've, I have, I, da- I downloaded it and I go to it often is this future self meditation, because when I got to know you and we started working together, and even when we started building the programs that we have together. I didn't, I didn't, I was not a big meditator. You know, that wasn't a background that I had. It wasn't an experience. And, you know, I come probably more from a, um, you know, a prayer standpoint and a, a journaling standpoint. I journal and I pray, but I'd never really quieted my mind during a guided meditation. And so I wanted to, I wanted to get into that and see what that was like. And so using your meditations have been, really, really helpful to just add another layer. But that future self meditation is one that I come back to all the time. And I do think that it's been something that has led to obviously my breakthrough in my abundance, right? is really getting into this vision um, of, of what does the future April look like and really getting into the reality and the belief that she already exists, that that future self is in the same timeline that I'm on. She's just ahead. She's just ahead of me. That's it. Um, it's not some mythical thing in the sky that we're like, you know, fairy dust and all that kind of stuff. It's like real, like she exists. I just have to get into the vision of what she is doing. Where does she live? How is she showing up every day? What sort of clothes is she wearing? Like what sort of smile does she have on her face that day? What made her happy? Um, like you said, what sort of people is she surrounding herself with and, and then most importantly how does she feel how does it feel to have that type of money in my bank account how does it feel to have the business of my dreams how does it feel to be making the impact that i am making in this world doing the work that i do through light beamers how does it feel to go on extravagant vacations with my husband and you know really nurture our relationship because we don't carry as much stress anymore. How does it feel to be able to send my kids to private school? How does it feel to be able to know that, you know, if they want to go to college or they want to do this or they want to study abroad that we can fund that desire. How does all of that feel, right? Is getting into the feelings of it. And that meditation is something that every time I do it, I get deeper and deeper and deeper into who April is. And I believe that with repetition, I've been able to collapse time. Yes. Which is why growth has happened quicker um, and keep and continues to be occurring, right? Like I'm collapsing time in that in that point. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: And that's that's the way it works. And it's why I offer And create so many guided meditations and visualizations inside of my courses and inside of that, my money mastery Academy, because, and we do every call we have monthly calls, every call we do a meditation because, and we get in touch with that, you know, that future self because Mm -hmm. it's so essential and you really can collapse time. When you actually become that woman now and start to operate with her wisdom and her belief sets and her vision and um, her decision making and and really identify and start to become that now, then that's the reality that you are creating. And that's Mm -hmm. the going back to sort of that scarcity versus abundance, that is the ultimate abundance mindset to be holding. And that is when you become an absolute magnet to all the money, all the abundance, all the riches, all the desires that you're holding in your heart, all the impact that you are here to create. All of that is is a perfect fit and a perfect match for who you are because you've already stepped into being your most abundant version of you
0: it's so beautiful and and what's so exciting to me just even having this conversation with you today is just thinking about the the women who will and men too who will listen to this and be intrigued enough to want to go on that own their own journey through their money stories to then later build and craft a new money story for them to have the experiences that you and I are talking of today Like I get really excited thinking about someone else going on that journey and experiencing what's true for them and what is true for them is not what they think it is today, right? There's something so much bigger and broader and more expansive out there waiting for them that feels really, um, it just feels really fulfilling, I agree. Really lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: get really excited about it too. Um, You know, clearly, because it's the work that I'm, you know, I'm put here on this earth to do. And um, I also get really excited about it because I know that I hold a really powerful container. And that the women who come through my courses, who buy my products, who use these meditations, you know, who come through Money Mastery have life changing experiences. And they allow themselves to, to expand and reach beyond what they thought was possible, because I'm also standing there with a bigger vision, knowing sometimes we, you know, people come into these into my course, and they don't, they don't even know what they want. You know, they don't, they haven't allowed themselves to dream, they haven't really thought about what's possible for themselves, because they've been so stuck. And so when you can open up that door, you know, or even for the women who do know and they're just really ready to bust out to that next level, but they still aren't quite in the belief set that it's possible. But when you have somebody holding the container and holding the space for you, championing you, and really just holding up a, a mirror of, no, 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 this is possible. This is the evidence. Look around you. And even just inside of our my community within money Mastery, there are women who, are seven-figure earners or women who have reached, you know, multiple levels that are beyond what some of these women want. And so it's evidence of what's possible for them. And then the entire container is set up to be, um, you know, something that is lifting them and helping them, you know, raise themselves higher.
0: Yeah. And that it goes back again to shifting from the scarcity mindset to the abundance mindset and how we talked earlier, how you even shared that, You know, early on in your old money story, you looked at people who were wealthy and fully abundant and you looked at them with judgment, you know, like who the heck are they? And instead, it's getting out of that space of looking at others who have reached a higher level than you, whether that be around money or relationships or anything, right? It doesn't have to be just money, but anything that you're you know, looking to receive for yourself And instead of looking at that with judgment or jealousy or condemnation, it's uh, looking at it as evidence of what is also possible for you. And if you just that switch alone could be eye opening for so many people and also just more, um, just more of the humane way for us to go about our existence with others instead of judging others, just accept them and see it's what is evidence is possible for you too.
1: And And that's
0: a huge shift. It's
1: a huge shift. And just getting into that appreciation means that you're a match because if you're in any place of judgment or frustration or condemnation or jealousy, it's because you're not actually a match for that yet. But when you can be in a place of, wow, that's so exciting for her. Like amazing. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Like what wonderful work she's doing out there and really just be in that place of appreciation. Then that you're actually at a neutral space where you could match up to that too. And then it truly is evidence of what's possible because you're no longer holding that, um, that lack mindset, right? You're no longer holding on to the frustration. You're not holding on to the anger. You're not holding on to the jealousy that like, you know, this can't be mine, which is really what the belief set is that's spurring all that in in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and that is something that honestly, when when you and I started working together and we became a p- accountability partners, we're gonna have to do a whole episode on this because there's such <laughs> so, such a rich story between between um just the two of us, you know, like Alexander and I met online, we did not know each other, we, uh, you know, lived in two completely different parts of the country. Um, And it really was just the beauty of the internet. And uh, being, you know, on Facebook, of all things is how we ended up meeting each other. Um, And then, through the process, we ended up deciding to become accountability partners. And that's of course, when I had the chance to go through her work and <laughs> have the amazing transformation that it, it's offered up to me. But even just doing that work together and you taking my programs and me taking your programs, it was just like this beautiful marriage and and you were someone that, you know, I held as evidence of what was possible. For me, because you were at a different space, um, you know. I guess financially, if we just want to talk about that, financially speaking, um, and so I just held that as evidence of what was what was possible for me too, and got out of that space of, you know, criticizing. I didn't really hold a lot of judgment. I don't think around other people, but I didn't see it as possible for me as much. Right, like that was just my biggest hangup, and so instead, it became a light that showed me of what was possible. And from that, what I love is that you and I have been able to even collaborate and build something together um, where we bring both of our skill sets and both of our passions into a particular program for women called GROW. Do you want to talk? We'll give everyone a little preview about that. We're going to have to do a whole another episode about GROW because I think it's a really powerful message that women need to hear but the fact that we've been able to bring storytelling and money and all of these things together has been sort of a secret sauce for ourselves and definitely for the women that have walked into that program with us
1: absolutely and i think it it does deserve its own show because there's just <laughs> there's really unique aspects to how we run that and um just you know really from a collaborative standpoint and embracing each other's talents and really, you know, capitalizing on them and allowing each other to share the stage. Um, It's, it truly is a co-creation and, and based in abundance that Uh um, we both have something beautiful to offer and it's a gift to the women who come through it. And and the transformations that have come through that have been incredible because it is, you know, there's um, both of us bringing all of our years in business, you know, and I mean, I've got 20 years and, you know, working within Fortune 100s and Fortune 500 organizations and, and executive levels and um, all of your incredible experience with video production and storytelling and journalism and visibility and all of that, you know, bringing sort of these two, you know, very strategic minds. And then also, you know, all these other talents that we hold to help women build their businesses and to do it in a, in a way that I think a lot of others don't do. Um, uh-huh. So I, I think that's, and and truly even just the acronym of, you know, giving and receiving other women, which is what GROW stands for is, is unique. Um, And it goes back to that abundance perspective of giving and receiving, right? That, that we all have something to give and receive from each other. Um, And I think, you know, we can talk about it on another show, but I just do think (laughs) that there, there is so much power. I mean, I think that's almost like a, you know, it really is a business accelerator program that said, I think for a lot of women, it's the first time they have maybe come into working with other women. Um, and being in relationship with other women in a way that is incredibly empowering, right? And not competitive.
0: Supportive. Yeah, supportive. it really is. We, we will definitely do another podcast episode and really share the inside story behind Grow, because I think it's an inside story worth sharing. Um, this is a program that we have now been leading for uh, over three years, we're heading into our fourth year. And it is, uh, it's just, it, it is a, there's a lot of, like I said, secret sauce behind it. But these are things that I think we could share with other people so that they can add that same secret sauce to their world. And, you know, it is that mentality of community over competition. It is about um, holding space for each person to shine, not be competitive. Um, it is about, really holding space for other women to not only do one piece of the work, but multiple pieces of the work, bringing the storytelling in the visibility in, also the money mindset work, you know, the strategic planning um, the conversations around sales. I mean, these are all things that you can go and individually find in different programs, but not many programs bring all of that together under one house. Right. And because one of the things about having this abundant mindset is just really understanding all the different ways it can affect your life and business, and it hides in nooks and crannies that you may not even realize. Um, so we will we will definitely have to bring that into a whole another episode um, because I think the power of groves is pretty spectacular. And I think now that we've been doing it four years, we could probably share a lot of wisdoms that we've learned from it, from that experience. But but as you said, it's really just about the abundance of it. Like we've been able to create that program because we both approach this work now from a very abundant mindset and uh, with a big vision of what is possible You know, we stay tied into that vision, we're constantly recalibrating that vision and checking in to see, are we even dreaming big enough, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's one of the things that keeps driving us and keeping keeping us moving forward, um, is just really getting into that vision. Because you know wherever we envision our future self on that timeline, there's actually another future self beyond her, right? <laughs> and so that's can get to be mind blowing when you really think about it. There's always but it's a lot fun. There's always fun. Nice
1: yeah, and it's been really fun to you know be a part of leading the conversation together around normalizing success, you know, success and normalizing the fact that women can be abundant and empowered and be really successful in their businesses and still have, you know, full rich lives with their families and all of these things, right? And and I think we model that really well and um yeah, and you know, coming at coming at the work that we do together, I think we've been one of the things that I've really appreciated about how we've done it is that we've always valued our work. Um, And we've been an excellent role model for other women in that and taking that abundance mindset, you know, and even how we've priced our work and, you know, even, you know, as we can, as we first started and then we up-leveled our prices, you know, and we, but we always stood in the value of our work and the contribution. And I think that's really, really important for other women to see. And as a result, you know, we've also just taken an incredibly abundant mindset as we've built that business in terms of, you know, selecting projects and things that we want to work on or how that has continued to unfold and evolve. You know, we've we've chosen to work on the things that are in alignment with our future selves, are in alignment with our values, are in alignment with how, you know, where we want to go and where we have the most energy, what feels really fun, what has a ton of resonance to it. So it's... Um, you know, I think that's a really big abundance block. A lot of women think that they have to, they can only make money if it's super hard and a struggle. Right. And that has just not been the case. And I think we've modeled that really well within Grow. Like that's actually, that's that's an old story that's just no longer relevant. And, you know, one of our core philosophies as we've done Grow has been, you know, like, what's the easy button here? Like, what's the easy route? And that's like, I, you know, everybody in the audience who's listening should like notice if that's triggering them, right? Like you have to work really hard and it has to be a struggle to like make money. And we have not subscribed to that belief at all. And it has, and we have created a very abundant, very lucrative business together because we've allowed it to be that way.
0: Yeah. Alexandra and I are always texting each other and sending messages. And just with that phrase, it gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. It gets to be easy. And the more that you do this work, and certainly the more that I've done this work, um, you know, it really does get to be easier and easier because the more you shed those old stories and particularly the money stories that are holding you back, it really does get to be easy because the hard part is when you've got all of those stories piled up and you're not addressing them. But the release of those stories really does open up your heart, your mind, your spirit, your your clarity. It just opens up so many things that it really does get to be easy and it gets to be a lot of fun. So I just love that we get to do this together. And I love that I get to continue to watch and learn from you uh, as you get deeper and deeper into your work at Abundance Revolution and your work around money and just the way that you lead other leaders I'm so blessed to have you in my world and I'm so thankful we could share you together today with the inside story podcast listeners. Um, we will definitely link up all of Alexandra's channels so that you can go and check out all of her amazing things. Her, she's got some free meditations on her website, uh, join her abundance revolution group on Facebook. And if you really want to go deep into this money work, I highly recommend taking her money mastery Academy course. Um, it is well worth it, <laughs> as I am sitting here, living proof, um, telling a much different money story today. Thank you so much for being here. I just love and adore you. <laughs> I feel the same,
1: and that's what makes it so amazing, that we really are a gift to one another and, and just a blessing. So my life is highly improved with you in it, and I, um, I'm i just so grateful and so grateful to have had the opportunity to be on the show with you and be a part of the inside story and and hopefully you know clearing clearing the way to abundance for many of your listeners.
0: Yes, and you always say abundance is your birthright, so yes. there you go. Abundance is your birthright, and so hopefully today after this listening to this, you will go out today and shift some of that thinking um, into a more abundance. Mindset and go and and let abundance be yours. So, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this episode out, give it a review, and as always, we'll see you back here next week for another Inside Story. See ya. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a Lightbeamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the home page to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Lightbeamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.